Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. <laughs> Dude on the text page, uh, Sauce is an all-pro. You sound stupid as hell. I was talking about Stingley winning Player of the Month. I'm like, hey man, our cornerback is still playing in the postseason. Um, I'm also looking. Yeah, why are you being stupid? Sauce bro? Gardner has never won an AFC Player of the Month. Derek Stingley has. Checkmate, sir. Zero four seven seven. Checkmate. I thought it was obvious that you're a little bit tongue in cheek. Uh, yeah, in that. I don't know. To some, it's not. I guess. Yeah, but yeah. that's uh, it's all good. Sauce. No, is well, the problem is fine. This is where social media has destroyed things. Yeah. You see so many stupid things all the time. That when and people are dead serious, that like you don't you just assume when somebody's sarcastic, they're like, oh, you're just being another one of these incredibly stupid people. Yeah. I like how you on something you typed in the rundown today put the slash s after it. Yeah, because the only other person that sees that is me, and that le- leads me to believe you're like, I don't know, if Sean's going to understand this sarcasm. <laughs> you basically grouped me into those people no, you're talking. I about, consciously right? thought about that. I did. I actually had the thought that you would have that thought, and I was like, ah, it, I just want to be. I sometimes. Sales pass me like 5% of the time. It's probably a fair thing to do, I would say. Well, you know, especially in print. Yeah. It's impossible in yeah. print to tell exactly. That's true. Yeah. That's true. And it was an opinion. I can't remember what it was, but it was an opinion that I might actually be serious about. It was something that's happened in the first hour of the show, because that's when I saw it just now. Yeah. Um, all right. Key trios for the Houston Texans this Sunday, Seth. All right. I'm thinking of- Trace Ombres. Trace Ombres. Law offices. This is our- This is our- uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're paying our respects to ZZ Top for this one. <laughs> yes. Yes. Let's have, yeah. Let's, uh, let's do get... this more frequently. We'll call Trace Ombres yeah. and we'll bump in with ZZ then Top. Then can you find a karaoke version of Legs or something like that and run it underneath us or Sharp Dressed Man? Whenever yeah. you find it, Ben, it's all good. Um, but yes, a, 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 uh, a tribute to the, uh, to the trio of ZZ Top. The first one, Seth- the non Nico pass catchers. Mm-hmm. We know Nico's going to try to. They're going to try to get Nico oh, his. Okay. The non Nico pass catchers need to step up in this game. The law offices of Woods, Brown, and Schultz. Yeah. Need to step up. They need one, at least no. one of those three to have a six or seven uh, catch game. You know who I would add to this is, uh, and I, I know it kind of screws our like if uh, if ZZ Top were to I don't know bring in a. Bringing a Maybe Sammy Hagar, a, a keyboard player or something, yeah. an organist, right? If they're gonna bring, if they're gonna kick it old school and have a saxophone in the band, Michael Bolton, Wait, what? <laughs> With ZZ Top, huh? It's got that long hair. A, it was a weird era for them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I would also add to that either Singletary or even Damian Pierce. Yes, one of the. Ooh. Uh, you know, okay, we could add, kind of add that to the whole the the whole range of guys. Brevin Jordan. Out of the backfield yeah, Jordan, or something. Jordan's probably the next in line. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but I do think. Look, we've seen Singletary at, at various moments be 
that guy. Uh, and it, you know, CJ's talked about too. Uh, being better about hitting the check down and understanding, you know, like he's, yeah. he's gone through Take this profit. I'm, I'm not trying to bag on Deshaun or anything, but it's just, it's a, it, I think CJ came into the league having played in a much more complex offense than Deshaun did in college. And I think just having, um, kind of an understanding of the overall game mm-hmm. better than most rookie quarterbacks. And that's some, one of the progressions he's made as the season's gone along is really just embracing that. Yeah. Taking a profit is good hitting the running back when he's open and nobody else is and taking my five yards, no big deal there. And we've seen with Singletary, he can turn that into extra too. Absolutely. So, but you're right. All the non-Nico pass catchers, which as a each of them by themselves, not all that intimidating, but as a group, them doing the right things all the time, there should be opportunities if the pass protection can Woods, just hold up. Brown, yeah. Woods, Brown, Schultz, and I'll throw Singletary in there. Those guys are vets. Yeah. They should know how to find – Little little soft spots in the defense from time yeah, to time. And Schultz with his uh, Schultz is he's gotten grittier as the years run gone after on. catch man. Yeah, that second and twenty catch that he had was one of the biggest plays of the game last. I week. looked at by the way David Njoku, the tight end for the Browns. Yeah. He is leading the league in uh, run after the catch per catch yards after the catch yeah. per catch. Just like he's ahead of Kittle. So D'Amico talked about that earlier this week, and that, that you know that meets the eyeball test. And Njoku is a is a bear. So the 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 counterpart to Dalton Schultz is a big one. Hopefully Dalton tight ends in maybe this game. Dalton really really feels that like oh okay oh oh and Joku's the big deal is he I'm the free agent you sons of well that's it you just brought it up same thing that I brought up with Grenard earlier there's a lot of guys in this game who are playing for some bread right now and I think Dalton Schultz is one of them all right next one next trio next law office next ZZ top Ben good job finding a little ZZ top music by the way interior offensive line for the Texans the law offices of Scruggs Dieter and Mason yeah. Huge key in this game. When the Texans' pass rush has really failed miserably over the latter portion of the season, it's when they've been able, the opposing team has been able to get a push in the interior. Yeah. That's what got C.J. Stroud concussed. That's what nearly lost that Titans game for them in Tennessee is when they just started destroying Case Keenum in the latter portion and in overtime of that game. I'm gonna, I'm Nico gonna, Autry. I'm going to tell everybody right now, too. I want to tell you in advance. I don't want to hear anybody uh, whining and complaining about Bobby Sloak. If at some point during the game you see a tight end or a, um, or a, a tight end or even a wide receiver at times trying to block some edge rusher for the Texans, uh, because that's, that's what the Browns did on their big strike to Amari Cooper. Sure did. They brought, they brought a wide receiver down in to help chip on, uh, John Grenard because like that's, that's what you have to do to help slide your offensive line at times. You need to focus on where Miles Garrett is. So Miles Garrett's going to line up in the interior to take advantage of matchups against those interior offensive linemen at times. And to to match that, the Texans might have to get a little bit exotic with their pass protection. So but in, like, in doing that, sometimes you're going to have a couple flubs here and there. I'm all for them doing whatever it takes to be sure they just got Miles Garrett taken care Absolutely. of. Absolutely. And Garrett was a factor in that last game, even though I know he didn't get any sacks. He had two tackles for a loss. And he's just the most annoying thing about Garrett is that he just he has to be accounted for. And the fact that he moves all around, even yeah. if he even if he isn't getting sacks, the fact that you have to change your protection and try to mirror him depending on where he is, it screws things up. I, I like, oh, who was it? I think it was the Titans were trying to keep two tight ends on him all the time, and they it turned into a, a game of three card Monty to where like the Titans they couldn't get they couldn't tell their their ass from their forehead, and they Dude. were getting pre snap penalties oh trying God. to match up with the Miles Garrett. You gotta you gotta find the right balance. Yep. Absolutely. All right, so interior offensive line needs to step up. 
Um, and I thought they did a decent job last week against – I mean, look, that's the strength of the Colts is the interior of their defensive line. DeForest Buckner got in there a couple of times, but I thought they did a decent job last week. The third trio of Texans need a big game from on, on Saturday, tomorrow, 3.30. The edge rushers. Mm-hmm. The law offices of Anderson, Grenard, and Barnett. I'm going to throw Derek Barnett in there because he's played – at a level that far exceeds somebody available on the waiver wire in week 10 or whatever yeah. they picked him up. Yeah, they, they did a it's really good job. House Money with Derek Barnett. That's his nickname now. He's House Money. He's gravy, baby. I really, uh, you know, I was kind of agitating for them to sign some guy who was recently retired. Like, a, not like obviously, J.J. Like, Watt's the first go-to. But, you know, one of those guys sitting out there, like the Eagles, ironically enough, did last year. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah, last year, it's another way the Eagles have changed. Last year, they go and sign a couple of uh, veteran, recently retired defensive linemen. Dominican Sue and Linval Joseph. Yeah, that ended up being a big part of their playoff run. This year, they actually let go of a guy who's still viable. Right. And Derek Barnett. And then their defense fell apart. Mike, have we not realized that the Eagles' defense fell apart when Derek Barnett got put on waivers? And then the Texans, uh, their pass rush has amped up. Seven segments on this so far. Yeah. Because um, we we hadn't named it Trace Homrays yet. You um, you said earlier. You've said all week the the Texans never took advantage, and maybe didn't have the guys to take advantage of just how far down the depth chart the Browns are on the offensive line. Yeah, on, a tackle particularly. Yeah. Which you know, in the the chain effect of that is that I don't think you took advantage of Joe Flacco's proclivity for turnovers. Even though he turned the ball over twice in that Texans game, they were both. They weren't bad interceptions. The nine turnovers. They were like they were both at the end of the first half, and the first one was a deep throw. That was yeah, yeah. like it, I mean, it could have damaged them if the Texans had driven down. Um, and then the the other interception was the very last play of the second half or first half. <laughs> That's great. It could have damaged them if the Texans had driven down. <laughs> the Texans couldn't get a first down in the. In I, I'll that give first Joe half. Flacco credit for being like these guys are playing two quarterbacks. Seriously, Whee! yeah. No, I, I honestly, yeah, probably, yeah. probably. These <laughs> guys are trying to beat us with a Mills cat. Like, <laughs> Yeah, we'll be all right. So, yeah, the so it's not just the pass rush; it's the the disciplined pass rush. Yeah. I, I really, I think, man, there's a tendency to look at Joe Flacco and think like, well, all you got to do is put a pinky finger on him and he'll fall down. Yeah. And then they, the Texans, learned the hard way. Oh, this old man is gonna spin, juke, throw on the run. He's yeah. gonna do a bunch of stuff. It ain't you know pretty. what it was? You know what he did? Yeah. He did Million Dollar Baby on us. He did. He did um, Morgan Freeman in Million Dollar Baby when, uh, spoiler alert, 20-year-old movie. Morgan Freeman is this old dude, old boxer who works at a gym, and some young some young dude is talking a lot of smack. Morgan Freeman gets into the ring, puts on one glove, and knocks the dude out. <laughs> that's what Joe Flacco did to the yep. Texans. So now we have to be the boxer that's learned his lesson and comes back yeah. and beats Morgan Freeman down. Okay? Yeah. He's like Yoda in that one episode where for for years, decades, we thought Yoda was just this like this decrepit old oh, little yeah. green thing, and then yeah. all of a sudden, in one of them, he he turns into he basically like turns into the like a like a squirrel or something. He's flying He's around, bouncing around, like, yeah. and flying around, yeah. That's Flacco. Flacco's Yoda, basically. Yeah, Squirrel is. Or right. Morgan Freeman. No, he looks like what's a, what's a funny movie where they're like the special effects are almost intentionally bad. There's a squirrel that attacks. Oh, um. <laughs> oh 
The squirrel, was it the squirrel that jumped out of the tree on Christmas yes, vacation? Yes, 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 yes. It was the squirrel that jumps out of the tree on Christmas vacation. <laughs> the most random pull ever. <laughs> You're absolutely right. There's a, there are another couple ones, too, where the, the special effects are almost intentionally oh, bad. Oh, Ca- Caddyshack with the gopher was yeah, the worst one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, so, oh, yeah, Yoda, yeah, but that was a bad use of CGI. Like 98% of that. It was a bad Star Wars movie. It was, yeah. you know, Yoda flying around to the light. Uh, we, 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 we <laughs> Why got, are you guys still messing with swords yeah. if you can move like that with your actual little uh, Body. They're lightsabers, okay? They're not swords. They're lightsabers, all right? I bet Yoda packs heat. <laughs> Same. <laughs> all right. Hey, we got to live for like 100,000 years and have the power of the force and not do something oh, about a little. not be like the, the yeah, man on the internet buying pills. Getting, like, oh, yeah, yeah. All the hot lizards were going after she him. She will be. He, he was getting. <laughs> He was getting all the hot reptiles on Dagobah. Yeah. Is he a reptile? I don't know what he is, but he looks like a reptile. Um, uh, We got to accommodate Paint Me a Picture Guy here real quick. Oh, okay. Paint Me a Picture Guy, 979, we appreciate you. After making myself sick on Brown's defensive stats, can you guys please tell me how you can envision a Texans win? Sort of a Paint Me a Picture scenario. Uh, we need to know, we need to name this segment too. We do. The, the, okay, low scoring game. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, it'd be low scoring game because okay. uh, it's going to be a ball control type of day. Okay. Where the Texans have a an acceptable enough rushing attack. It's not going to be glorious or anything. They're not going to write poems about it to, stay uh, to tell the their chains. families. But yeah, they'll stay out of the chains. And these are the t- the, the the really big 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 key item. And I like I hate to bring this up because you could say it every single week, but honestly, if you look at one of the untapped exploitations of the Browns that hasn't happened yet are Joe Flacco's turnovers. He's thrown his eight interceptions, but he's also fumbled four times. He's only that's lost a big one, one of them. Yeah, that's a big one right so, there. So and 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 likewise, look, CJ Stroud, the first only the third quarterback in history to lead the league in yards per game passing, but also have the lowest touchdown or lowest interception rate in the league. The other two quarterbacks are Joe Montana and Tom Brady. Yeah, One of the good. most magnificent things that C.J. Stroud does as a rookie quarterback is to throw the ball aggressively downfield and yet have so few interceptions and turnover-worthy plays. So you have to make that work in your advantage. The Browns, as an entire roster are more well-constructed than the Texans. That's just the flat-out fact of the matter. There are areas of opportunity. One of those areas is that you have what I believe, whether he's a rookie or not, you have a superior quarterback in C.J. Stroud than Joe Flacco. Absolutely. Joe Flacco, is a, he is a, a unique human being and quarterback in that when things are going well for him, it's the deep ball is so astoundingly good. The play action for the Browns is so effective that it will just cut your throat out. The one Achilles heel he has is that he is not altogether accurate and does not make sound judge, sound judgments. Uh, you got to take advantage of that on defense. That starts with a pass rush. So, I mean, it's as simple as you get after it with your pass rush, a disciplined pass rush that keeps him in the pocket. That's right. I'm worried about Joe Flacco on the move because that's how I saw him beat the Texans last week. Yeah. And then it ain't Lamar Jackson, but it's enough yeah. to open himself up for some and then, throws. And, yeah. and force those turnovers. And then offensively, CJ Stroud just do CJ Stroud things and be patient. Don't go broke taking a profit. That's Take it, what the defense gives you. Live out the cliches offensively. And then all it takes is one or two drives with CJ Stroud and the rest of them. Um, 
and then one one capitalization off a turnover. Yep. Like it'll be one turnover in this game. And now, 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 mind you, this Browns defense. Like I don't want anybody to have any illusions about how hard it's going to be because this Browns defense is really good. You look at how many times the Browns have turned the ball over, and you wonder like how can they have this record. Because they don't actually, they're not leading the league in defensive takeaways or anything. They're minus six on, on turnovers. Yeah, they, they don't have a good turnover. So the defense has helped overcome some of those turnovers. But like there were times, there have been times where Flacco has had some awful, awful turnovers. The Browns defense comes out and they go three and out. Yeah, they shut them out. Yeah, yeah. They, they lead the league in three and outs. And, and like there's just so many times where the offense just gets chance after chance after chance. And their, their mistakes are erased by that Browns defense. Okay. So I'm hearing if you're going to correlate things, a low-scoring Texans win, if you want a correlated parlay, Texans on the money line and the under, baby. Texans, money line, under 44 on this game. Seth, congratulations. You Bob Ross that one. That's a beautiful picture right there. That's a beautiful picture. We need to Photoshop. We need to Photoshop Seth's face on that. Uh, I can do that. that. I've, got, right I've got mad Photoshop. Yeah, you need these to do days. that. I like paint me a picture, guys. One of the greatest revelations you know late in the season. Well, here. you know what I have to learn though. No, I I, I got I started doing the tutorial the other day and then I quit because it was hard. Uh, it's like how to do the. Uh, I don't want to buy an app to do this. I just want to do it on Photoshop, but where you can have the actual video follow a person around. Oh yeah. and everything. Oh, it's, a, it's not actually that hard. I just got. I lost my patience. Those are funny. Yeah. So, so the one I want is um. I want Davis Mills holding uh, C.J. Stroud's head in his hand in yeah. the Colts game last year, and then when he throws. When he throws C.J. Stroud's head, the head is sailing through the air. That, that Colts defensive back almost catches C.J. Stroud, okay. and then C.J. Stroud li- uh, slips through his fingers, and then the Texans win him. There's ultimately. a hilarious one i got to show you during yeah. the break with Joe Flacco and Deshaun Watson. Oh, yeah. It popped up. Yes, I'll show you during the break. I'll find it. Remember those uh, jib jabs used to be a thing? Linda? Remember when jib jab was a big thing? I don't. It was like an infancy of, okay. Um. I don't know what a jib jab is. Trace jib jabs. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, JJ Watt, which I hear stands for jib jab. His real name is <laughs> jib jab Watt. JJ uh, Watt was on Pat McAfee yesterday. Thoughts on the Texans in the game on Sunday. And I didn't know JJ Watt had zingers. He had a zinger for McAfee. I think JJ Watt's gotten tired of one particular narrative that McAfee likes. Yeah. And we'll hear. I, I think I think JJ Watt honestly at some point is going to strangle Pat McAfee. I do too. And I like may- if they start if they start meeting in person. This yeah. may be the beginning. You'll hear it next. Yeah. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
I like having J.J. Watt on the Pat McAfee show because now that the Texans are good again, it does turn into almost kind of a quasi-Texan segment every week. It does. You know, on what a I, national I, I, platform. Honestly, I, I would uh, 100% encourage those two to... I know I was joking about J.J. physically attacking uh, Pat McAfee, but as long for as long as Pat McAfee remains on ESPN, which I don't, I don't know how long that'll be, and I, like, I don't... I I assume at some point he's going to get tired of kind of having to having to answer to overlords and they'll he's probably never stayed anywhere long. Right, right. Yeah. They'll probably part ways and it, like ultimately it's going to be good for Pat McAfee because he still owns he owns his YouTube show. Correct. So, regardless, for now, like now that it's on ESPN and it's such a big platform and his YouTube will always be a huge platform, it uh it brings more overall attention to the AFC South. And I think that's good for business for everybody. Good for it's, business. It makes it more it. fun. The more time, the more it feels like it's a, a, a happening or an event nationally, the more fun it is locally. Yep. And with these two kind of going at it between the Colts and the Texans, it's uh, I think it helps in that regard. Absolutely, absolutely. Here was JJ on Pat McAfee yesterday. Thoughts on winning the AFC South in the future of the Texans? Yes, it is obviously an unbelievably exciting time down there, not only currently with being in the playoffs, hosting a home playoff game, but also just knowing what they're set up for in the future with D'Amico as a head coach, with CJ at quarterback, with the cap space that they have. And now that is going to be a premier destination for free agents. We've talked about that before. No state income tax, a great young quarterback, the ability to build around him and to play for a great head coach like that. It's just a special, special time down there. What a year. I feel like what a year. A year ago it was who's going to come here and take over this team as the head yeah. coach and now it's I don't think JJ said anything that was false right there either. I do think this is going to be a place people want to come It play. is um you had pointed out during the break. I mean the Texans at times have been a destination just even when uh, like when Romeo Cornell was here uh it was a little bit of a destination for like Tyron Matthew as a place that where maybe he can go and you know, play on a good defense and, good team and, and too, yeah, establish them. So yeah, team. playoff caliber yeah. team and everything. And that was out without the, the vibes of a D'Amico. Right. And I think that a lot of, I, <laughs> I'm going to get way too annoyingly like blogger on this. Uh, but if I were to be like, have a lifestyle blog and write about things like this, like, what do we, like money's always going to matter. Like that's always going to be the defining thing. I do think that for everything that people say about Gen Z, which is, it is more about, experience than the material things for them i think it might to generalize i think it might be more of a factor for players today to be like oh yeah you know what i want to go be a part of that experience absolutely if i got it yeah the money might be as long as the money's relatively similar or what have you yeah the experience of going to play in an environment where you've got cj stroud D'Amico ryan's and all of the everything that comes with that um i i think they're putting out that vibe yeah as opposed to going to play like these other look at these other coaches where are you going to go? Like, like Kevin Stefanski? Doug, is that the guy you want to play Peterson? for? Peterson? Oh, my gosh. He parts his hair in the middle? Oh. You know, well, you know what you do before you, before you put in your final bet when yep. you're in a state where it's legal? Yep. Um, you like to look at and a I picture. I drive over to Louisiana. Yes. Right, you right, look right. at a picture of the head coach, head coach and the quarterback. Yeah, man. So, likewise, I would, uh, I would advise all free agents, when you're trying to make your decision, I mean, like, hey, whatever the difference in offers is, remember what JJ said, no state income tax here. Um, it's, it all balances out. Look at a picture of the head coach. Yep. And then look at a picture of the quarterback. Bingo. Like, look at the, like, the Vikings this year. Yeah, <laughs> O'Connell and Cousins. O'Connell and Cousins, or or D'Amico and Stroud. I mean, yeah, calm, cool, collected Stroud. Yeah, 
D'Amico, you could tell well, me O'Connell's, he does. O'Connell's pretty calm, cool, and collected, but like no swag to him at all. No like, swag. Yeah. Hey, you think he can jump like? Do you think he can jump like D'Amico? Sean no. And one of the most athletic feats I see every single week is D'Amico after a big play. Right. On a third and one stop. And then uh, I love the uh, his assistant coaches either having to catch him, restrain him, right. uh, shield themselves yeah. from potential damage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Celebrating D'Amico is the best. All right, It's I like a picture of the Sistine Chapel. You can find a still frame <laughs> where it looks like it's like it's like the it's like God reaching down to touch fingers with uh, D'Amico. Same exact thing. Yes. Yep. Um JJ, I didn't realize JJ had zingers. Here was Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee, who is, I'm sure, a vast majority of you know, was a punter for the Indianapolis Colts for a decade or so. Very good one, by the way. Still an Indianapolis guy, still lives in Indy. So he takes every chance he can to take a shot at NRG Stadium and the empty seats. And so he's done it all year long. He brought it up yesterday with JJ Watt, and JJ had a nice little zinger for him. Energy Stadium leaking a little bit. It was. Oh! <laughs> Not, uh, did you see that? Did you hear about that? happened at Lyle House. Yeah, yeah, so what? It was full capacity, too, which I didn't know you could do. Oh, my God. What's this all about? Okay. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. What's the capacity going to be like at Lucas Oil next weekend? Damn. Oh, swing! All right, listen. Just curious. I was just curious because I think NRG is going to be full. So okay. I'm just curious. Is, is the Lyle House yeah. going to be loud on Sunday or Saturday? Tom <laughs> Diggs is a Steelers fan. <laughs> oh, that's where, is that where the Stroud House came from? They they call it the Loud House up there, and then afterwards they're calling it the Stroud House. Okay, the, n- no, I think that he said Loud. He was pronouncing it like McAfee would pronounce Loud Loud House. Okay, I think he was right. I think he was. But that, I think that's where the okay. They, but the they Shroud, were calling it Stroud House they were, after okay. they won. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Stroud House, gotcha. Um, yeah, that's uh, nice zinger, What was JJ. he talking about with the leaking? Was there a leak? There was the a rain? leak. It, yeah, during the championship game the other night. The oh, NRG roof oh, was leaking oh, during the oh, yeah, during the Michigan okay. Washington game. There, it was yeah. the weather was horrible. Yeah, that happens. I don't know. That, that happens with every. What I mean, it happens with a minute made. Big deal. I mean, it, I, well, I don't think it's a big deal because they play football in the rain. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> are you telling me there's ten drops coming through the roof? Like, whatever. Like, oh my god. Look, we're gonna uh, we stop the game. Ben, what's the supernatural creature that can't be touched by water? Or it, uh, it's like a witch or something. What's a I think it's a witch. A witch, yeah. Okay. What are we, witches? Yeah. Is that the, he's calling the University of Michigan witches? Yeah. They're, they're fans or I something? Yes, I guess. Hey, text in 713-572-4610. Which supernatural creature can't be touched by yeah, water? Yeah, text in. Um, all right, uh, someone says we're drinking too much Kool-Aid today. <laughs> Whatever. Well, there's a leak in the Sorry. roof and it's raining. Kool-Aid! Uh, okay, Let's do this! <laughs> Let's, Let's do this! You know what? That's not Kool-Aid. That's blood! You hear me, you MFR? That's blood running down my face. I want blood. I got these Browns coming in with their stupid brown and orange uniforms and their stupid name. I think they're the one team that's a little bit more plainly named than the Texans, the Browns. Hey, we got and, it. Yeah, that's right. Drinking blood. We um, we got a little bit of quick breaking news I, here. I, 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 oh, we do? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I would just like to point out really quickly, me painting a picture in which like, I painted a picture of an incredibly hard-fought down to the wire, right. bloody close football game is somehow uh, drinking the Kool Aid. No, okay. I, I think okay, uh, champ. No, no, I, I, I was. I think he's talking about our general vibe today of being so positive about the Texans. Oh, okay. I think that's what he's talking uh, about. Right. I like where your head's at, though. I like your. your I want to kill energy. everybody. Yeah, yeah. I yeah wanna, no, like, don't I, cross I, me today. No, I think that's. I think I'll beat you down, and I've got the. I've got the funds to beat it in court as well. Yeah. Here is. Just remember that. I like that flex. <laughs> <laughs> I've got millions of dollars to take you down to Chinatown. All right, um, Patriots are hiring Ger- Gerard Mayo as their head coach. They wasted no time 
uh, going from Bill Belichick to Gerard Mayo. I, I had read some articles about this yesterday. Yes. This was written into Gerard Mayo's deal, apparently. That he'd be the successor. That he would be the successor. And Florio is speculating like, well, I don't know if they knew that Vrabel was going to be available. So uh, they may have to figure something out with Gerard Mayo. But apparently, be like a, <laughs> That'd be classic. That'd be perfect. Because like Belichick, who was previously famous for uh, having the Jets job for like four hours and then re- tendering his resignation. Doing out of, an awkward press conference yeah, and then bolting. And he wrote it. I wrote his wrote it on a napkin. Yeah. Do you know that press conference? It was like it was a long, it was like forty five minutes. I know that he spent doing it. Yeah. Um, but uh, okay, so Drad Mayo. Now the the word out of New England at the time during the season was that Drad Mayo was creating waves in the organization. Yeah. And there, I would expect there to be a bloodletting. If Drad Mayo is going to stay the coach, then I apparently some people felt like there was some kind of rift between people that were happy with Drad Mayo and. People who are not happy with Gerard Mayo, and uh, I, I don't know. What do you think happens to Bill O'Brien? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Do you think, uh, let's see, Bill O'Brien and Gerard Mayo, I guess it all depends. I have no clue. I have no clue. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I It feels like where Bill goes, riffs go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. It does feel like there is that. Um, plus the offense sucked. No, he forget about any of the riffs and any of the behind the scenes. He was the, he was the steward of the worst offense yeah. That that team has seen in years, and their offense last year yeah. was terrible. Yeah, so I think he's gone. I, I, is is my guess? That would be a good place. Do they to, have, a, and they got to hire a general manager too. Uh, right. Yeah, I mean, like an actual yeah. general manager. Yeah. Whoever, I don't know who it is nominally right now. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe so. Like, I don't know if whoever has Casario's old job would be the logical bump up there. I don't know enough about the the backstory. By the way, the yeah. third worst team in football this the, year. The buzz about hiring Casario is not. Uh, it, it is not as loud. If it's, it might not even be existent up in New England. Yeah. That's just something we're super sensitive to here. I learned this uh, from New England folks after I inquired about it. I'm kind of like, hey, what's uh, why are people buying into this nonsense? And they're like, what what nonsense is that? Like, oh, uh, nothing, nothing at all. I right. don't. I didn't mean to plant a seed in your right. head. Right, right, right. I certainly didn't mean to imply that you guys would be better off with Casario. My God, <laughs> we'll we'll get to we'll get to headlines at the top of the hour. And again, the the breaking news: Gerard Mayo is the new head coach of the New England Patriots. Took tw- less than twenty four hours to replace one of the greatest coaches of all time in New England. Um, we'll discuss that. Also, some spicy stuff that involves the Texans surrounding Mike Vrabel's firing, yeah. in Tennessee, and some spicy stuff surrounding the Patriots and Mike Vrabel's. A lot of spice on the firing of Mike Vrabel in Tennessee. We'll get to that. Headlines, we'll circle back to this Browns-Texans game plenty throughout the show. I also need one more reason. for. F- I've left this open for listeners. I've got four reasons for five reasons I hate you. For Cleveland. For okay. Cleveland. I left one for, at 823. I left one open for the listeners. Text in now. Give me some. Give me something good. I'll put the best one in five reasons I hate you at eight twenty three on the, the show. And it's gremlins that don't be touched by water. Gremlins, mugwise. Okay, well, gremlins. it's the mugwise yeah. that are that turn into gremlins. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, um, so we got all that coming up next. Stay there. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app, the biggest sports radio stations in the country, providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives, streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. All right, if, you, um, if you're just tuning in, you're just getting in your car, maybe just waking up, um, the uh, Patriots have hired Gerard Mayo as their, uh, as their head coach. We'll get to that in headlines. The Texans have a 
the Texans have a, a, a tie to the firing of Mike Vrabel, which I think generally around the AFC South, it felt like the opposing teams all liked that the Titans fired Mike Vrabel. I, I like the only thing I don't like about the Titans firing Mike Vrabel is that you know who the favorite is to get the Titans job, Seth, on the betting odds board? Who? Robert Slowick is the favorite to become the next head coach of the Tennessee Titans, according to the odds board that I looked at yesterday, tied with one William Belichick wow. at four to one. Okay, so this is what happened. Now you know what I'll thank Lamont for pointing this out yesterday. Mm-hmm. Although Lamont sometimes Lamont makes good points as he's kind of accusing me of something, but I still uh, he made a good point about like why he asked something like why do you guys always assume that just because a coach and a GM have a previous relationship that they like each other? Um, and I told him it's a valid, it's a valid, very valid question. Um, my point was I think there's a much better chance that if they do like each other, that they're aligned philosophically, especially when you come out of a place like San Francisco that's been very competitive over the last few years. Really good chance that both Rand Carthon, the GM of the Titans, and Bobby Slowick kind of sees things the same way that John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan do, and that Rand Carthon, I would imagine, would love to have a Kyle Shanahan protege or type of offensive, of offensive mind in the building. That's where... You know, people link it together. Now, I, I'll i agree with Lamont also when it comes to, I think that people really run with it way too quickly because they can connect those dots. Yeah, so they're like, narrative. oh, here we go. He's yeah. the odds-on favorite. Yep. I don't, if Bobby Slowick were to aggressively pursue these opportunities, then I think there's a really good chance he could end up in Tennessee. But I also like, like Rand Carthon's going to have the same questions with Bobby Slowick than anybody else's. All right, I don't, you know, like you don't have a lot of experience at all as a coordinator. How long have you prepared for this? Sure. All of that. He's not going to just hire his butt or whatever just because. Well, being in the same building as a coworker and, you know, as the number three guy in the front office and a quality control slash passing game coordinator is totally different than being coworkers where you're working hand in hand every day trying to build a winning football team. Like they, they, they were. They were co-work like they. My guess is they worked together very little in San Francisco. Yeah, they're going to work together on a daily basis. That's a very very different thing. I would, if I were Bobby Slowick, I would be very concerned about the Tennessee job. If I read this article in the in the Athletic that um, that was written by Diana Rossini and this uh, Rex, I believe it's uh, Joe Rex Road, and it outlines some of the <clears throat> some of the um, the reasons the seeds that were planted throughout the season that led to Mike Vrabel getting hired. Cause there were multiple times during the season where the, where Amy Adams strunk was asked about Mike Vrabel's future and said, he's going to be our coach. You know, they, they backed him several times. They gave him a contract extension a year ago, a huge contract extension. Um, the fir- there were three stories in this that would make me concerned if I was anybody looking at the Titans job just based on how ownership behaves there. Yeah. The first one is apparently when they were looking to hire to replace John Robinson as the GM and they settled on Rand Carthon, Vrabel was a dissenting voice in that. Vrabel didn't think Carthon was ready to be a GM. He suggested the number two guy that was in the building already. I believe yeah. his last name is Cowden or something like that. He's wor- he works for the Giants now. Um, didn't go with that. Amy Adams did not like that Mike Vrabel was not backing fully oh, really? the Rand Carthon okay. hire at so GM. A, a rift from the get-go, potentially. The, with the owner, yeah. And it might have. be one of those things where maybe, you know, like ultimately, maybe Vrabel didn't even actually have a rift with Carthon at all. It was just Amy Adams just uh, thinking that Vrabel wasn't being a good... Good, good uh, soldier, yeah. yeah. He's not yeah. fully on board with yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. Which I And I think 
Like, I think having dissenting opinions is a good thing sometimes. It's not great when say I don't want to work with him, you Yeah, know? I don't know. A lot of people that maybe had, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, maybe Adam Strunk isn't all, maybe she's not the, the genius that, uh, that, that we've always thought she <laughs> maybe was. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. Here's the second one. The New England Patriot Hall of Fame ceremony that Vrabel went to during the bye week yeah. to get inducted into the Patriots Hall of Fame. And he gave a short speech. It was a little like J.J. in the Ring of Honor, like a two-minute speech at halftime yeah. of the game. Um, there were two things that reportedly got under, could have gotten under the skin of Amy Adams. The first one was there was a standing ovation for Vrabel yeah. at the beginning, yeah. and it was long. Well, and to be clear, like, I, sorry, the way you characterized J.J.'s um, induction was, yeah, he was at, at halftime. Vrabel, they, for the New England one, it was, in like a, it was in a room, like at the stadium and everything. They were all wearing suits and stuff. It was in the stadium. It was uh, the crowd was there. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah, of the, yeah, no, the they, they had two ceremonies then. Okay, great. right. They, Sorry, crowd, yeah, the crowd was there. So, so he, to clarify, everybody, I had it wrong. Right. Okay. So here is here is Rabel amidst the standing ovation from the crowd. Wait. Come on, we got a game to win. I can't be up here that long. We uh, got a game to win. Uh, we, an employee of the Tennessee Titans, yeah, said a, we got a game to win. It's a double agent. That's yeah. a much better soundbite than the one I was thinking of, Sean. We got a game to win. I got another good one here for <laughs> okay, you good. in the stadium. <laughs> um, here is, uh, this was the one, though, that really reportedly got under Amy Adams' strunk skin, where Vrabel, at the end of his speech, points out just how amazing it is in New England compared to other places. I also want you not to take this organization for granted. I've been a lot of places. This is a special place with great leadership, great fans, great direction, great coaching. Enjoy it. It's not like this everywhere. Thank you very much. Wow. Wow. Now, last I checked, Vrabel had worked in two other places in the NFL. Well, he was in Pittsburgh as a player and Kansas yeah. City as a player, both of which are good organizations. Also in Houston for a little while. He was at Ohio State. He was at Ohio State. It went pretty well there. He was in Houston <laughs> before our really dark yeah, times. He was yeah. gone by 2018. And he's been in Tennessee the last six years. Yeah. That does feel they did a, not like he that. Went, he brought his wife to the high school reunion and spent a little too much time staring at his ex-girlfriend. A little bit? Thinking about what might have been. Uh, That's what like- he's just, yeah, like, oh, uh, yeah. Honey, what are you doing? It was like, nothing. What? What? No, I wasn't looking at anything. I was looking at the fruit punch. It's not like this everywhere. Yeah. I was looking at the fruit punch's cleavage. Yep. Was, oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's a uh, boy. I, you know, and ultimately, again, with head coaches, I, I always, it's the funniest thing in the world whenever I hear somebody say, hey, these guys have families. Like, yeah. Yeah. They cut guys with families every year. Uh, you know, they, they fire people every day uh, and they still get paid. For like three more years, Rabel will. So, yep. no, yeah, he's still got a family, and that family's going to be just fine. So the warning to Bobby Slowick is the favorite right now, the betting favorite yeah. for the Titans job. Just know that you are going to work. If you go to Tennessee, you're going to work for an owner that is petty enough to not like the fact that you that, that Rabel may have referred to his former employer as yeah. we, the yeah. team he won three Super Bowls with, yeah. and he's in front of 80,000 Drunk chowds, well, yeah, <laughs> and, and, and and that he said it's not like this everywhere when he's currently working for somewhere that is not New England. Well, this is why, honestly, this is why I still I, I'm half joking when I say this, except that there is a big morsel of truth, which is that Charlie Casserly, who drafted D'Amico Ryan's, remember Charlie was still with Kubiak for that first draft. He was let go in the summer. Um, Charlie Casserly is the guy responsible for bringing D'Amico Ryan's into the organization. Without D'Amico Ryan's knowing the McNair family personally, 
there is a lot of bad PR and press out there, much of it very unfair about the McNair family, that D'Amico could have just listened to if he didn't know them. And, and I, like, it would, it, that was a detriment. You know, that was something that could have hurt whether coaches wanted to be a part of that or not. And so it's really, really lucky that, that D'Amico already had that prior knowledge of the McNairs. And like Amy Adams Strunk, I don't know. Like, they, I don't know if Bobby Sloak knows Amy Adams Strunk or all the weirdness that's ensued with all of it. Right, yeah. right, right, right. All, all, all he may know are these stories that we're talking about right now. He may be well, driving in going, boy, I'm glad I found this out Yeah, before yeah, I, I said even yes know. to their Zoom call. Yeah. He's heading into work at 7.54 in the morning on a Friday uh, in the NFL. Hayes in the barn, Seth. Yeah. <laughs> Players aren't in the building today. Hayes in the barn. Um, this is the last little anecdote from um, – from the firing of Mike Rabel, and this is the tie to the Houston Texans. If you recall the week before, the Titans had a huge win the week before. That was the game where they came back from two touchdowns down against Miami in Miami in the last five minutes of the game to beat Miami 28-27 to on a Derrick Henry touchdown run. They come back to Tennessee the next week. They're facing a banged-up Texans team. No Nico Collins, no C.J. Stroud, no Will Anderson in that game. Like, that was... It's crazy when you think about it now. Case Keenum at quarterback. Not that the Titans are any great shakes, but th- man, that win was that was so fun. Yeah. Um, Strunk, it was not fun for her. She was thrilled about the Dolphins win, but then a week later, the Titans lost to the Texans in overtime, and the owner was visibly angry about that loss. That's when several members of the Titans staff believe she had made up her mind. She wanted to move on from Rabel. She consulted with some others in NFL circles about the decision, but ultimately the decision was all hers with no input from Carthon, the GM. She just went ahead and fired Vrabel, reportedly. I could see. I wonder when she like, consults other league personnel around the league. I get this image almost of, like, um, remember when that guy got up in the Katie school board meeting uh, a couple months ago and, like, outed the, outed the school board member who had bullied him? Um, and uh, <laughs> I could see... People stepping up to the podium and be like, and one time when I was a when I was a staffer with the Patriots, Vrabel walked past me and just slapped the chicken out of my hands for no reason other than to get a laugh out of everybody. That'd be great if that's what she was You're talking about. Various, various people that had uh, been fine. bullied by Mike Vrabel along the way. Yeah, yeah, that was it. That's curtains for Vrabel. Um, I apologize if that wasn't Katie School District. It was somewhere. Yeah, yeah. it was a school district. It was a school somewhere right, around here, right, right, around right. these parts. Um, I love that the Texans got Mike Rabel fired. I love that part of it. Um, that and that they ruined her her little birthday party. It ruined her Oiler birthday party that day. Remember, she had streamers, yeah. and tablecloths, mm-hmm. and she had she had Oiler cakes, mm-hmm. and she had uh, Derek the Oiler, yeah. Derek the Derek the uh, Oil Derek. You know show what it up, was? Yeah, this dressed was, in an Oil Derek outfit. You know what it was? It's what? almost exactly like the movie Carrie. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> Where is the big night? It was yeah. a big night, and then all of a sudden, Carrie gets a bunch of pig blood they dumped on her. That's uh, so like Vrabel had, <laughs> Vrabel had engineered. Shrunk. Yeah, like up in the owner's suite, it was supposed to be confetti, and, but it was pig's blood. Oh my god, it dumped all over because of Vrabel. That's grab Vrabel let's dumped start, pig's blood let's all just over start, Amy Adams Strunk. Let's start characterizing Vrabel as just this massive '80s bully. movie bully. Yeah. <laughs> It is interesting for like Vrabel in particular. We're going to get to headlines here in just a second. Ah. Um, I wonder where Vrabel ends we, up now that the Patriot job is closed out. I wonder if, if he, it is indeed closed out. Maybe it is something. Maybe it is one of these things where Drod Mayo ends up getting hired. And that well, okay. So for those of you who are just joining us, Drod Mayo is now the coach of the Patriots. It, it appears that there was a clause in his contract that 
said he would be the successor. Right. Uh, and um, so he's just automatically the coach. Sean and I are just kind of wondering, as somebody else had pointed out, boy, whenever they made that contract, they probably didn't anticipate Vrabel being available. Yeah. Boy, two former – what if there's a power struggle between two former Patriots they linebackers? They fight in the parking lot in Gillette I, Stadium I wonder if it's more likely. You know, Vrabel might just be like, listen, man – this uh, I don't want to be a head coach. I want to take a year or two off. I, I could see it being more likely that Vrabel's a defensive coordinator for yeah. Gerard Mayo up in New England. Um, and he's still, well, the Titans are still paying the Lions' share of Vrabel's contract. Right. A hundred percent, Jack Easterby is peppering everybody in New England with oh, texts today, right? Well, this is the thing. Uh, one, of our, one of our listeners pointed this out, and thank you for that. Back in November 29th of 2020, out of nowhere, very, very, very weirdly, there was an article in the Chronicle by Aaron Wilson the title is this. Remember there, who was in the organization, the Texans organization at the time. The interim GM was Jack Easterby. Out of nowhere, November of 2020, New England's Gerard Mayo, a rising star in NFL coaching circles. Like, in Houston. Like, and everybody was like, the Chronicle. What, what the hell's going on here? So immediately Gerard Mayo became a person of interest in the, like, in, after previously not really being mentioned anywhere Dude. that I could see. I'm um, so glad we don't do this anymore. Like, and, um, what, like we know, uh, like, Jack Easterby's still out there. Yeah. And Jack Easterby has a lot of ties to New England. And Jack Easterby has perhaps floated his name out to. You never know. Various places. Yeah. Um, I, I'd be curious to see if he gets hired. Oh, up they're England. getting peppered with texts from him today. Yeah. But do you think Gerard Mayo is? Yes. Well, he, uh, Easterby ultimately never did anything for Mayo. Yeah. It's not, unless, unless, well, maybe by creating that buzz. When did when did Mayo get this contract clause get? get put I think in? it was a year later. I think yeah. that was that started. So the when buzz on when Mayo. Mayo started being a yeah. hot a hot name, yeah, that, like a hot ticket item, then right. all of a sudden Kraft might feel like, well, we want to retain this young man. <laughs> we or, need to put out a statement that we signed this young man for a long time. Yeah, that was another thing the Patriots did that was kind of against type. Is they they announced an extension of an assistant coach. Or a linebacker's coach. Right, right. Yeah. Which usually, so the, the way the Patriots operate, it's like they don't even like having job titles. Right. They don't, like, usually a guy will have to be the, it used to be, they changed in the last couple of years because of the league rules, but they, like, wouldn't even name who the offensive coordinator was until he had done an acceptable job right. at it for a year or two. You know, O'Brien was the wide yeah. receivers coach for, like, a year until he was officially named the offensive coordinator. Coach. Right, right, right. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.